Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden, and also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book girls. I feel like we all need to take <laughs> sign language. Well, I mean, I can communicate a little bit. In somehow sign I think the hand signals that I use for my dog wouldn't work on the Walmart checker. <laughs> you <laughs> never you know. Have you tried it? <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, what? Wouldn't it be funny if he, all of a sudden the Walmart checkout guy sat? <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, I was doing the sign for sit. Lay down. Lay down. <laughs> this is the troubles you have when you have a deaf dog. But I also feel like just like the things that we would do, not like, obviously not like real official ASL, but like the old like crank your window down, like younger kids don't know yeah. what you're saying no they like, don't if you're, you're like, like roll, roll the window, window down <laughs> they're like no idea did i ever tell you about the first time that dylan rode in my car i'm talking like you know when they were like seven or eight they were pretty small oh. and i had a very no thrills kind of car at the time and it even had you know crank windows and dylan was like how do I roll the window down? I'm like, you have to turn it. And he's like trying to push the, the <laughs> like door. The he's like, what? So I had he to reach never, over. He had <laughs> never seen one of those no, up to that true. point because we the cars that we had didn't uh-huh. have roll up windows. When there was like a thing That's online, hilarious. I saw somebody was doing like, if you ask someone like make the motion for like holding a phone, yeah. And, like, we all would do like your finger and your yeah. pinky and like mm-hmm. kids today do their whole hand because they pick their phone right up. because well, this i is- also saw a meme saying like why do people call it hang up a phone hang up or because dial you used to actually have to hang the phone on the wall yeah right? yeah yes. mm-hmm. that's so true which and I'm, i gotta be fair to myself i've never had to hang up a wall i was gonna say <laughs> sorry i was gonna say you're so young rotary phones yep yeah. i do remember those because i used to play with them at my grandmother's house <laughs> yes yeah. The second thing about the rotary phone is that if you started to do something wrong, you know. You had to start all over. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> but no. I thought, I used to think rotary phones were the coolest thing ever. I have my grandmother's they, old one in my living room. Because they go all the way back mm-hmm. around. Yeah, I always thought they were, yeah. Well, Dylan had one of those toys. It had, it was like a... Um, sort of like a big square plastic thing, and it had a dial like a telephone dial and a plug-in thing where you actually, when you push on it, it would light everything up. Hmm. It was really kind of cool. But that's the reason he knew what a dial phone so was So you were like. teaching him at a young age how to stick things in outlets. Yep. That's smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he knew the plug goes in the outlet, but nothing else would work, only the plug. I feel like during quarantine, I saw some sort of game show, and it was... Um, like where they were having teenagers or like like preteens and they would make them do stuff like you have to dial the rotary phone and then they had like a list of things that you know they don't know how to do anymore but all the adults know what to do so we're you know just sitting there laughing our ass off that yeah these kids can't figure out how to use a rotary phone no you know uh netflix has a show and i haven't watched it but the, it's a game show and it's the floor is lava did you ever play that yes. when you were little yeah, like you had time. to stay off the floor because yep. yeah. ours was like there were sharks it was like 
an ocean and there were sharks but like you know lava or yes. sharks or whatever so you'd have to jump from couch to couch uh-huh. and then your mom would come out and yell at you for Get jumping on the, the furniture yep. yeah and onto the the coffee <laughs> table and everything <laughs> well they actually have a game show now that you do that yeah mm-hmm. it's basically That's, i feel like the prequel to american ninja warrior yeah that would, which is a would really be the floor cool. is lava that is such a cool show <laughs> there was this other game show that travis was watching on whatever like channel Isn't i don't that know putter one no but they were doing these really weird things where they would have to like jump and then fly with uh, over the water but then they would actually have to aim themselves to hit something and i'm sitting there watching oh. this going the entire time going who on earth would sign up? Like, you're literally trying to injure yourself during this. And I thought it was this most stupid thing. Did you ever watch Wipeout? I was thinking Maybe oh that's my what God. I was I wonder if that's what it was. I bet it was Wipeout. Because oh, it, it was like oh, overdubbed from like yes. Chinese or Japanese. The and original. It was all, but yeah. it was yeah. a new one and it was in English. So like, I don't know if they like redid yeah, it. They yeah. have an English yeah. version of it. Yeah. yeah. So I was just the big, like, oh the my big God. balls. It's on Hulu, actually. Those big red balls. There were three big red balls and there's water all around them. And you and you have to run and try to jump all the way across those balls. Nobody ever made it. Yeah, I feel like though having it in English like takes away the magic that was the original Except version with the, the terrible overdubs. The narrators who, when I used to watch it all the time, the narrators. I want to say that they were both named John, so they called them the Johns. I think or, they're comedians. Oh yes, they are comedians. And, oh yeah. my god, they're so freaking hilarious. John Hanson was one of them, and I just a. Uh, adore him he is so funny well i just was in shock about their narration of the the Uh, events and then i said something to travis about it and he was like yeah it's because they're both comedians so that's probably why they got hired (laughs) to do it because i was like who on earth would hire these guys to say this stuff like and then i was like okay that would that would make sense our boys used to watch that a lot yeah yeah it was hilarious yeah and then we wonder why they went out and tried to you know jump around on big bread balls it kind of explains their stunt phase yeah where you know they both came in and they were injured clearly but they wouldn't say how and then I went into the laundry room a little while later and Dylan's clothes were just covered in some kind of awful horrible smelling viscous (laughs) stench and I said what in the hell did you do oh that's from the trash can they got in the trash can they put the trash can on top of a skateboard oh my god (laughs) Oh, no. I mean, she doesn't have to say anything else. She can just picture what they were doing. I just envision it happening. Our boys, yeah. Mm -hmm. There was one time they were doing something like that, except they had something on top of the skateboard. Somebody was inside of it. It was like a plastic tub, and they had a ramp. And I pulled up to pick up Tyler, and Tyler's pushing Dylan as fast as he can up this ramp and let him go. Oh, my gosh. And Dylan went in the air and went sideways. I think that was the day before they tried it on the trash can. (laughs) Because that's when they stopped. They probably thought, well, we just need something bigger. Something bigger. Something bigger. That's why my friend Rachel and her husband can't watch American Ninja Warrior anymore because my godson oh. um, would imitate and like they would turn around and he'd be like trying to figure out how to jump from like the dining room table to the ceiling fan. <laughs> so that was the end of that watching in their house because he was imitating television and they were like this that's how i feel like that's how he ended up with the broken arm once (laughs) i can't remember how that happened but yeah that they were couldn't figure out what was happening and then they realized it was because they were watching 
like American but Ninja Warrior. To be fair, before you had those kind of shows, it was just the younger kids watching the stupid older males <laughs> and then trying to imitate because that's how that's my sister true. broke her arm. Yeah. And she was trying to imitate some of the other kids at the the older boys that were at the babysitter. Yeah. That's the story of every thrill seeking child has when they watch somebody else do something and yeah. then they they're like, I can totally do, do that. And yeah, sort of like the time my well. brother jumped off the roof because he thought that it didn't look that far and <laughs> yeah. I mean, breaking in his, his arm. Defense, it doesn't look that far until you nope. get up there. And he had seen, I don't know, some superhero oh, something yeah. and decided he could maybe fly and <laughs> I feel like it'd be like when you try to jump between buildings, like when you see it on they're like, Well, like parkour. They do it yeah. on TV. They do yeah. it on TV, it can't be that far, and then they get like halfway and realize that was a terrible plan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes. I should probably welcome Nicole. Yes. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. It's good to see you again. My gosh. It's been a long time. It has, but this is the perfect day for it because today, well, I don't know if it's an exact day, but it's the fourth anniversary of the podcast. Woohoo! Yay! I got a cake, too. Yeah, it looks super yummy. So now, I thought maybe that if I showed it to everyone before, that... We would not end up going long because there's cake at the end. We want the end. I mean, you are not wrong in your motivation. (laughs) I'm more interested in that uh, bacon-covered shrimp that Ron's making. Uh The pizza and cake. I didn't know about that, Barney. I might have to like sneak out in like two seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you do that, then we're we're, just this podcast is really (laughs) just going to be us saying, "Here's our book we read. (laughs) Goodbye." Okay, we're gonna go eat. We have food now. On my phone, dear Travis. (laughs) Bring me me. snacks. (laughs) SOS. No, Ron wouldn't dare cook it without us. No. <laughs> he values his life too much. I brought I mean, some cookies that Megan will not eat. I don't but know Nicole if might like not. them. There's, do you like coconut? Mm-hmm. And dark chocolate? Yep. Yeah. And walnuts? More cake mm-hmm. for oh, me. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> they're like... Um, they're called keto magic cookies. Because they have like 70% cacao. Mm. So chips. those are going to be So they're bittery. like really... Well, it's it's... Not super sweet chocolate. Yeah. I kind of prefer it that way myself. But well, they're not super sweet. Cookies. They don't. No, right. they're, they're not, not sweet no. cookies. There's not very much sweetener in them because if you put too much sweetener in stuff, yeah, then you get that twang. But, so yeah. there's only like that twang, that twang, that twangy, and it's not taste. the country thing. I was gonna say, <laughs> is that why I hate country music so much? All that artificial sweetener. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there's not very much sweetener no, in it at all go. well you can eat your non-sweet cookies and i will eat the entire quarter sheet cake they're delicious <laughs> and whatever's left over i'm gonna go home and put in the freezer so i can no eat them you're not that's i'm like, not leaving them here for you no but what you'll do is you'll go oh i'll just have one more that's like no, saying you're I not can't gonna eat, eat too many of those <laughs> that's like saying you won't eat the entire row of girl scout cookies when you open no, the first listen, box um if anyone who doesn't know uh, coconut kind of helps cleanse your palate oh yeah so if i eat too many of those i'm gonna be in the bathroom all night so oh, i have to limit it to i don't just... think that's called your palate when you're yeah. well i was your trying system. to be cleans <laughs> out your system it's a, it's a colon cleanse <laughs> for anyone at least for me i don't know about everybody else no no, no, it it takes industrial strength colon blow to do anything to me. Oh my god! <laughs> sort of like that Dumb and Dumber section where <laughs> where the ultra strength colon blow. 
Mm-hmm. Nope. Put in the teacup. Sorry, guys. I wouldn't know what that felt like. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because Nicole doesn't have a colon, a colon anymore. Because she had surgery. What was it called? What's, what's ulcerative your... colitis. Ulcerative colitis. Oh. Yeah. No colon. Still rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom a lot just because I don't have my large intestine. And so I have something called the J pouch. But it's funny because living with Travis... I'll be eating like pineapple or something and he'll say you can't eat too much of that because it'll make you like it that's an actual thing is pineapple will cause you because it sucks out all the liquid in your intestines and makes you have to go to the bathroom and there's mm -hmm. I'm sure coconut is very similar especially if you're eating it Mm. more in the raw form yeah and so I like it's like I wouldn't have known that because everything makes me go to the bathroom Travis so he like (laughs) teaches me random things like that see I can't eat pineapple because it gives me um mouth sores yeah because yeah, it's, it's so acidic yeah yeah mm-hmm. i just don't eat a lot of fruit and vegetables you don't eat anything that's Megan. not true i eat she corn eats on the potatoes cob. i discovered i thoroughly enjoy that's corn not on a vegetable cob. no but it's a empty it's a grain empty calories yes i don't even care it tastes good yeah <laughs> butter and salt megan eats yeah. megan eats potatoes I do eat potato. I eat and olives ch- and chicken nuggets. You eat olives. I love green and black olives. Oh my god! Well, I, like I gre- love olives. Do you like Greek olives? The Kalamata ones. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! We found mm. something Megan likes. Yeah, I, I will. I will eat olives. green olives straight out of the jar. Holy <laughs> Me crap! Too. I have like I have the to go ones that you can get at the store that I put in my lunchbox. And my like the first time at work, someone will be like, "Are you just gonna eat the olives?" I'm like, "Yes." Travis's favorite thing is uh, pepperoni pizza with green olives on it. Oh, I like him already. But pizza, like none of the pizza places really sell that. You have to find like a local place that actually carries green well, I olives. Could tell oh, no, they all do now. Uh-uh. Well, not Pizza Hut. Pizza, pizza Hut and Mazio's doesn't. I'll, no. I'll, I'll tell Domino's Ron to them. put some olives on your pepperoni pizza. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God, I'm starving, yeah. you guys. Stop okay. talking about should food. We talk, should, we talk, should we talk about books? Should we talk about Redbubble before we talk about oh, books? Let's talk about Redbubble. I'm so excited. About our new designs. Well, yes. they're not. When is um, she going to resize them? Well, the stickers are already. The stuff is up there already. Um, just wait to order a T-shirt until like next week because we'll have bigger graphic on the on the T-shirts and stuff. But yes. the stickers are ready. They say Three Book Girls Tribe on them, which yes. if you don't know, we have a tribe on Facebook of all of our fans and whatnot who get together and do buddy reads and all this other good stuff that you can join on facebook so three, find us three book girls book tribe is yep. the official title yep. mm-hmm. just ask to join and you're in and i think i actually found a buddy read that i'm going to do yeah we have a couple new ones coming because Follett has a new book coming <gasps> out and rachel said that she would read it with me she's going to take the plunge into a Follett book because that thing has got to be like 900 pages. It's, it's got to it, be. Well, it's 24 hours audio. I don't know that's what the... That's a lot of... That's a long That's short book. for... Do you know how long Pillars and the second one is? 700 I mean, one, years later, you'll finish that book. <laughs> it's been 500 years. It's like, just like Outlander. Five. Yeah, that's true. Those that's, are those big Those are ones. really big. Yeah. Door stops. Yeah. But so, they're they're so good. <gasps> so Vonnie's going to do Ken Follett. And it sounds like there's a bunch of us are going to do of Rioters and Royals from an author. Don't and, you have a different one, too? 
that you wanted right to- but riots and roilers is actually going to be a little different than our regular one because the author is going to be in on the yes. book discussion so that way anyone who reads the book and has a question for the author she's going to yes. be right there with us in the zoom call yes and then ml gray is her name right we'll record that and put it on the on the website of course if anyone wants to listen to it later but yes. that's exciting that's something new yeah I'm, I'm excited to see how that turns out yeah i'm excited so we'll we'll pick a date when we're gonna could give people a chance to get it ordered and the other one that i'm thinking about doing seeing if anybody wants to read it with me is um and the mountains echoed by khalid husini who is the one who the kite runner wrote mm-hmm. kite runner oh. and thousand splendid sons yep, yep. And we'll we'll post um, a a thing on socials that lists all the buddy reads that on the tribe. On I'm the, just excited yeah. that there's actually a book that somebody wants to read with me because nobody reads my books. I read historical <laughs> fiction all the time. Hey, nobody's reading sci-fi. So although the sparrow was kind of sci-fi-ish, yeah, yeah, was it? Yeah, I didn't read the sparrow. Well, it's priests in space, pretty much. So when you guys did sparrows, I was you know I was. She was deep into Ken Follett. Because she has to reread every book ever written by Ken Follett when a new one comes out. I don't think you would have liked The Sparrow anyway. Uh, space, I, space travel, aliens, and whatnot. Probably not. No. And Jesuit priests. Yeah, it was sound. a very strange combination, which I normally... It was, <laughs> I really liked it. I read it for my freshman reading in college. My other classmates did not agree. They, yeah, they did not agree. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, so anyway, we have all that stuff coming up. So if you're interested in getting in on some fun. But in the meantime, I think we should just do a little transition over. Well, before we transition, just so that everybody knows, in case you want to read the new Follett book, it's called The Evenings and the Morning, and it actually does not come out until September 14th. Oh, so this Tuesday. So yeah. And I'm already on hold at the library. I'm only fourth in line. Because I went in as soon as I heard that he had another book. And as soon as it went into the library, I put myself on hold. You're like, mine. I want this. You just don't even understand. I read the synopsis and I'm like, it's like Christmas Eve for me. I'm I like, do. I get it. <gasps> I hope it's Santa's coming. <laughs> I do get it. This, I think everyone listening to this podcast knows that feeling when their favorite author has a new book coming just out. I love it so much. Yeah. So I, I did that every time with um, the Stalking Jack the Ripper series. Whenever sh- their, her blurbs would come out, I care. I can't think of her last name right this second, but I would get so excited. I'd be like, "Yes, which murder is she doing this time?" <laughs> <laughs> I think every reader knows that feeling. Yes. You know, I had somebody on my Instagram was like, I, I posted about Harry Potter, and they were like. Oh, you'll probably be mad. I've never read Harry Potter. I was like, no, I'm so jealous because if you do read it, you get to read it for the first time. Then you get to have all the feelings. Yeah. I was like, go read them. Like, go and have that awesome, like, excitement. But not of your everybody's going to love them and that's fine. No, totally fine. I, but I feel like she had, like, book shame. That, like, people have book shamed her for not oh, having read Harry Potter. Yeah. I was like, no, that's, if you do read them, like, you get to experience it for the first time. Like, none of us get to do that anymore. There was a post that came Mm -hmm. out not too long ago on our book tribe, and it was something about what books have you been most disappointed in that Mm. you've read? And I was going down the list, reading the comments, and it's like most of them are books that I absolutely love. <laughs> and I was like, this this that post makes me, me sad. <laughs> yep, that happens to me a lot. I have weird book tastes, as you all know. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't usually align with other people. Which explains why we have so many different books on our podcast yes. every week. That's true. <laughs> I feel you. Feel shall, shall we move yeah. forward? I feel like oh, Martha's, Martha's in the spreadsheet trying to decide what she's going <laughs> to review. Well, usually that face means she forgot to hit record or something got deleted. Oh. Or <laughs> we had a lot of missteps yes. when, in our first year. Yes, we did. I have not done that in a really long time. Oh, my God. There was one that we had oh, to record three times oh, oh i almost God. murdered martha it was day. i almost murdered myself that day did you just not hit horrible. record like three times no what happened is we had some kind of a glitch so we recorded the entire episode it took us like oh, an hour yes. and a half and i was in a hurry that day like i don't know if you guys remember that but i was like yeah. i gotta go i gotta go and so, so I, it, I an hour and a half later martha tries to save it and it wouldn't save and then it just like erases the whole oh, thing no yeah. so it wasn't her fault but yeah, then it just, it i just think we went. ended up having to come in the next day and do it didn't yeah we? so we well yeah. i don't yeah i think we did do it one the next other day. time we did that but remember the time that Kelly was on and we had to yes. start three times? See, I was lucky and I was not there oh on that one. Oh, my God. It was awful. By the end, I was like, this is my book and this is what I thought. And, and I'm going to go and throw myself off the building now. I have to do this again. I'm going to jump out that six-story window <laughs> and, pretend, and pretend I can fly. You don't have to wait on me, though, because you can go ahead. This rabbit nose over there. She wiggles her nose like a rabbit. She's so cute. Speaking of rabbits, Nicole has a red little baby rabbit yeah, in her yard. I know. His name is Bunnington. Oh, so cute. He's a wild bunny, though, right? Yeah. Uh, Daisy, my mom's dog, found her, him, her, her, I don't know, it's a baby, in the nest. And then I had to rescue the baby from Aww. the dog. But the baby still lives in the nest, and I just check on him like 18 times a day. Aww. Daisy isn't a puppy anymore. Last time I saw Daisy, she was a puppy. No, she's like this big now. And is she a corgi? In, or- absolutely insane. Yeah, corgi. I That's love I corgis. Thought. They're so cute. They're just yeah. no legs, no kneecaps. Yeah. They're precious. They are cute. They're kind of, they're a little prissy. The one that lives next door to me I is mean, a little prissy. I mean, when you're the queen's dog, you breed you're allowed to be a little the drunk she, neighbor that's the drunk neighbor's dog oh, that's drunk neighbor's, drunk dog. neighbor's dog they're very like heavy on their personality so daisy like if you bore her she will sit there and she will sigh like oh. <laughs> what are we doing right now <laughs> well she's the queen's dog that's why oh my gosh <sighs> you're boring me yeah. <laughs> entertain me <peasant>. entertain me <laughs> all right go so the book that i read this week is based in Canada. It's called Sweetland by Michael Crummy, and it's a fishing community, and the main character's name is Moses Sweetland. So his ancestors kind of founded the town. Well, the, the town has kind of gone into decline, and it's it's run down, and they don't do as much business as they wanted to, as they usually do. So Canada, the government has decided that they are just going to buy out the town and just, you know, make it a non-populated island because this is an island. Just because it's too, I mean, just to get supplies out there because, I mean, it's north, so they have to take supplies before the winter and, you know, all of the utilities and everything. It's just going to be less of an expense for them if they just buy the town out and just relocate everybody who lives on the island. Well, Moses Sweetland does not really like that idea. He's lived there his whole life. He's probably, I would say probably in his 60s 
or so. And he's kind of a gruff character. All of the characters in this story are very eccentric and rugged and chewy and wonderful. And I loved the characters in this book. As you go through Moses's tale of fighting the system to try to stay in the town because he won't take the government's money to buy his property. And they're trying to tell him, you know, you have to take our money because once we shut it down, you're not going to have electricity. You're not going to have supplies. So it's either be stranded on this island by yourself or take $100,000 and go to the mainland and find another home. But he's like, I don't want to do that. So it's just about him like trying to survive. And he was digging his heels in. He was like, he was digging his heels in. Not giving up. Being a curmudgeon. But as you go through his tale, you kind of learn like the history and about all of the other like townies Mm -hmm. and everybody who lives on this in this small community. And the people are just wonderful one of my favorite characters is a lady who all she does is sit around her house reading bad romance novels and smoking cigarettes oh man and she hasn't left her house in like 10 years but people love her so everybody comes to her house to see her even though she doesn't leave her house for anything they still just go to her house to talk to her she kind of reminds me of that character from the spy book you read that was just like that gruff old lady that everyone yes, like. I like gruff characters. Have you noticed <laughs> you, that? I really yeah, do. I, I like, like it. flawed. It's that fishing boat captain in you. I know. I must have been a fishing boat captain in a, <laughs> in a past life. Former life or something. I like it. But yeah, it's just, it was very well written. Um, I will have to say that I did have to go back and restart this once because when I, I was I did the audio and this is probably not a problem that I would have had if I read the actual book um sometimes when it jumped timelines to the past oh, like yeah. sometimes I would not understand that it was in the past like you know he'd just be going on his merry way and all of a sudden they're talking about refugees that were stranded in a lifeboat and I'm like wait a minute what, what why is there refugees i don't understand why <laughs> you're like how did i get here <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like that happens a lot on audiobooks sometimes where you all of a sudden are like what huh rewind like 10 minutes and try again yeah yeah but i did i i did have to restart this one time because of that and then i just paid more t- i listened to it in my car instead of at work mm. because you know when you're multitasking and you're listening to a book and it's and it does that you miss it yeah. so if i listen to it in my car I mean, how much brains do you have to have drive down the interstate? Well, in Oklahoma, (laughs) none. None. (laughs) Based on the people that drove 40 miles an hour down the highway on my way here today. Yeah. Yeah. Those are better than the ones that drive 90 miles an hour down the highway. Weaving weaving in and out of traffic. That was me on the way here. I was two sides of the same coin over there. Yeah. Well, then like a police officer drove by and I was like, can you pull this person over for driving stupidly slow on the highway, please? No, he just kept cruising down the left lane. That happens to me a lot. Like I'll be like on the interstate and I'm going and you you are a speed demon. You, I was passes me every time. I was only going like five miles over the speed limit. Is this why I always get don't speed text from you? No, (laughs) it's because I have a child whose speeding tickets I keep paying off (laughs) dang it martha speed demon it makes sense now 
yes i don't instead of saying be careful or i love you at the end of every meeting with my son i say don't speed (laughs) (laughs) stay out of trouble yep but yeah this was a really the book was written very well and i i just loved all of the characters they were so wonderfully flawed like i like my characters Mm -hmm. i don't Mm -hmm. like perfect perfect is boring yes i agree and um, that was called Sweetland by Michael Crummy. Awesome. Nicole? Me next? Yes. yes. You get to go next. Okay. So this book has been on a lot of people's radar, and it finally came out on Tuesday. I actually have this on hold right now. Yeah. Uh, so it's Anxious People by Frederick Backman. And for anybody that doesn't know, Frederick Backman is the one who wrote A Man Called Ove and Bear Town. And then the and follow up. He also wrote, my grandmother told me to tell you she's sorry. And also Britt uh, Marie, yeah. Brit Marie was here, which I, mean, I he has like a reviewed. whole list yes. of books. Yes, all but, good. Yes. But, I, mean, I think a man called, called Ove. Well, that's my You favorite. reviewed that yeah, one. I was going to say, yeah, you reviewed really that early one. on. And then uh, Beartown is like a lot of other people's favorites, but I... Was not my favorite, but mostly mm. just because I'm not a hockey person and there was yeah. a lot of hockey in it. So, yeah. mm. but anyways, so this one I didn't even read. Then inc- I still haven't read the inside cover about what it's about. Um, so I was really surprised when I actually started reading. <laughs> and I don't know this. So this book, like I'm not gonna lie, um, is super hard to like describe. But essentially, it starts out. Um, where someone's trying to rob a bank, but it's cashless bank. And so then they end up trying to run away from police that they maybe saw on the sidewalk and go into this, the first door that they run into, but it only has a stairwell that goes up. So they go up and then they accidentally walk into an open house that's in like an apartment. <laughs> and then oh accidentally, God. literally accidentally takes like eight people hostage. So, oh. <laughs> whoa. So that's kind of how it starts. Um, but then the book will transition like, so it flips between people constantly. So you go from the bank robber and you know nothing about this bank robber. You don't know absolutely anything period other than they just are an idiot. And this book talks a lot about idiots and it's kind of funny, but in very endearing. Um, but then you find out about the bridge that's across from that and where somebody had committed suicide on the bridge. But then two weeks later, Somebody had saved somebody from the bridge. So you're getting all this weird information. Then you find out about these two police officers, and one is a dad and one is a son. And it goes into their stories, kind of. But then you start finding out about all of the hostages. So there's this one woman who's like the head of a bank, and she's very hateful. And the, But you start learning her story, and then you find out about the real estate agent and her story, and then you find out about... I mean, there's a wow. um, a gay couple that are at this viewing, and you kind of find out their story. And then, um, then who else? Then there's like an older couple that are they like to buy and renovate apartments. You find out about them. And then there's so, um, but by the end of the book, it's like it, just from him describing all of these people, then the story ends up coming together. You find out why the person robbed the bank, like what happens afterwards. But and it uses like um, interviews between like the person and the police, um, or well, there's actually like it, so it uses like 
more of a written out narrative of the interview but then there's also like a transcript i guess so uh and then other parts are just like flipping back to like where the one girl was in her a meeting with her therapist and like so there's all these different things that it's switching to and it's just hilarious this because... This book is making me anxious. There's so many so, characters. Well, it sounds like there's so many tendrils <laughs> going out. You have to I be think pati- anxious people is the people reading the book. So, yeah. and But then, so you learn about all of their anxieties and, like, what makes each person who they are and where they are, where they are in their life. And then everything kind of just comes full circle. And I think that's why everybody loves Frederick Backman. And especially in things like A Man Called Ove. So if you've read A Man Called Ove, you know that it um, hits really hard on suicide. But he does it in such a way that it's not depressing because he's making light of it. But not in a bad way. It's just he's trying to make it funny almost. Mm -hmm. And then in this one, it does talk a lot about, you know, like suicide and jumping off of a bridge. So if you are very sensitive to that, you should probably not read this. But at the same time, it's not so heavy where you're just like, I can't read this. Like, it's too depressing. It's not like one of my World War II novels. No. <laughs> right. Um, but it is just like, it is kind of, I did not know what to expect going into this. And I feel like all of his books are just so different. Like A Man Called Ove, my absolute favorite, very quirky. Um, but then Beartown is very more serious, I guess. And like really, to me, it's more of a traditional novel. But mm-hmm. this one is just so like out there and he talks about it and he's like i don't know like in one chapter it'll be like this may be the story of a bridge and so he starts telling you about the bridge but then Mm. later he's like well maybe this is really the story of this and then you like kind of go into stuff like that and he's like well it's probably not a story of that but maybe this and so he doesn't even like you know he's trying to allude that there's not really a point to this book or like uh it's not really about one thing Mm -hmm. and to me that's why Frederick Backman is brilliant. Well, I the two books that I read of his made me immediately put that one on hold. Which ones did you read? I read My Grandmother Told Me to Tell You She's Sorry and Britt Marie Was Here. So those are the two I have not read yet. And they're so, so, so good. But well, I'm, I'm kind of nervous. I want to know what you think of this because... It is kind of like lovey-dovey and like all I any books that I've read of his are very like not lovey-dovey but like it was not the those both of those were not the kind of books I would normally choose and but I, because they're so quirky because the characters are quirky that made it less difficult for me as a snarky ass little bitch I'm going to read the very first yes. or the Go second ahead. paragraph So this story is about a lot of things, but mostly about idiots. So it needs saying from the outset that it's always very easy to declare that other people are idiots, but only if you forget how idiotically difficult being human is, especially if you have other people you're trying to be a reasonably good human being for. And then, like, I mean, I could go on, but that would take too much reading. Like, literally, this first page is my all-time favorite page. It's just like, he just talks about life in such a good way and like relationships and it's so perfect i can't see that far she's placing a hold no i didn't place hold. i just want to say in 17 weeks there's 82 people in line according to Woo! the metro library yeah. um, 10 copies in use so basically eight people I waiting think per I'm copy. An, i think i'm on hold at the other library i'm number 42 in line nine weeks oh did i not get on this list i guess i didn't i thought i was on hold for it i guess i'm gonna have to buy it 
Well, music. don't buy it for a while. The reason why I was asking is if we're both going to read it, maybe we can try to do a buddy read on it. Good idea. In November, after... After oh, oh, spooky, yeah, or and November then or December, could get in on the buddy read too. And I think I'm, a couple people. Talked I'm nine about it on weeks the call out. Too. I'm I'm yeah. still two weeks out or yeah. two months out on that book. No, for some reason I thought I had placed that on hold, but I did not. Of course, I'm saying that if Poor you buy, Martha. you could. I know. Golly, I just am slipping. I for real need you to text me and tell you tell me how you feel about this book after you read it because I'm I honestly d- interested to see if you like it or not because. If I had to choose, I would say no. <laughs> I don't want to cry. This, uh, this, I, if okay, if a man this book is going to make me cry, this anxious people is going to make me cry, I don't want to read it. No, A Man Called Ove made me cry in my bathtub when I was trying to panic read the last chapter before work. This one did not make me cry at all, but I still love, really enjoyed this one. A Man Called Ove is still my favorite. Well, but the this reason, one is, does not, did not. The reason I did not read the, A Man Called Ove is because you told me that it made you cry in your bathtub. Hmm. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And then on the, we were on the the call last night, um, the Friday but it was night a good tripod. Cry. It was like a good cry. I don't like to. Uh, cry. Yeah, but you're such a freaking Tin Man. Would you really cry? Yeah, probably not. I probably would. This one, this Maybe one, not, like no. I'm a Tin Man, and most things don't make me cry. Like I can watch movies, and I'm sitting there laughing at Travis crying, or like songs. Travis is crying, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Nothing usually makes me cry except me being mad, but Man Called Ove made me cry. Hmm. <laughs> I'll stick to my uh, YA fun over here. It's um, just so, like, heartfelt hmm. and makes you feel good at the end. Did you read A Man Called Ove? Mm-mm. You should read it because you would love it. You think I would like it? Yeah, but you're going to cry at the end. I like... <laughs> I, well, you know I like those kind of books, so... I like I like the feelings. I like for it to No, this one... A Man Called Ove is literally, like, the epitome of perfect... Here, I'm going to look it up. Because it's about that old man. I remember when you reviewed suicide. That was like... It makes you feel good That was like end. at the very beginning of the podcast. I want to say... No, that was actually towards the end. I didn't discover him until like the last two years. Hold on. Like, I think Bear... T- I don't Frederick... She, I can tell you because I got because this she shit spent sorted 700 out. Hours Except your spreadsheet is missing books. Is it? Well, yeah. is it really? Uh-huh. A Discovery of Witches is not on there, but I do no, know we did it at a pod, at an event. It's on there oh, because... No, it's I, not. I, the event can, ones, I didn't put on okay, there. Okay, well, because I can, you can hit control F and search the whole yeah. spreadsheet but instead was, of... It like, was on my spreadsheet. Discovery of Witches? It's not on the one Martha sent me. Yeah, because I remember seeing if anyone had reviewed it because I was going to do it maybe, when I... Maybe. I mean, I, I know for sure it's been done. It now, has been but done. I yeah. was just saying, it's missing some maybe, stuff. And there was some stuff I was looking for that I had reviewed a long time ago and it wasn't there. A man called Ove. Oh, that was... It was it was number 133. Mm-hmm. Episode 133. Yeah, because I looked to see if someone had done Discovery, a Discovery of Witches because I was going to use it who's one week. The, who's the author on that? Uh, Deborah Harkness. Mm-hmm. But she, if she didn't put no. the event ones on, then that's why. Right, because... No, it's not on there. I we forgot. didn't list the event ones on the, on the website. Oh, then they're, they're not, not listed. There. So, oh, okay. so you yeah, wouldn't have put it on the... There. But I swear Discovery of Witches was on there. Maybe it wasn't. Or maybe I just knew it had been covered and I just... I don't know. No, it seems like whenever we had an... Well, for one thing, we had so many people there to do the review that it wouldn't Yeah. I was not very time. good at tagging stuff on on the actual download portion mm-hmm. of the podcast, which is where you got it for the website, which is why it didn't get put on 
the list. Well, so. the ones that you didn't tag, I usually listen to, but the live event ones, I didn't. Yeah. Go well, because they're hugely long. Yeah, yeah. I know. So. I know. I would have been listening for... Yeah, I could have sworn Discovery of Witches was on there, it, it on was, the list. It was somewhere at one point, because I know I looked for it. It was just not on the list. She sent me on Friday, yeah, whatever, earlier I, this week. Because I, I, I redid it since I sent you that one. Hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying. No. Because I, I know fixed it. So there that were it, other like books that I had read that weren't on that list, but I don't remember what they are. I, I went down, the, this I went down the line on the website and um i'm yeah. sure there's probably some missing it wouldn't surprise me when you have yeah over 200 episodes well yeah. there are 769 books on this list mm-hmm. yep so yeah i'm gonna teach you how to put it in a table so you can sort it easier well ron did that for me yeah, okay. we, See, yeah. when i sent it to you it was before i messed with it and did all that other See, stuff and i just I had spent it in alphabetical order and i was fine i spent three days separating the authors out putting the episodes in, putting the reviewer in. Mm-hmm. It took me three full days of working. So I got it done. But now you can sort it. However yeah, you I know. Isn't that it's exciting? exciting. It's very exciting. I was, I was fine with how Megan, Megan's the one that did the real hard work, though, because she, the, <laughs> she put them all in. Yeah. yeah. And, then and I that just was a, in my them. office before I had the double screen, so it was an extra pain in the butt because <laughs> I was having to toggle between screens. Yeah. But I got there. So anyway. Well, just think when we started the website, we were already how many episodes in? Uh, well, that's in? true. Jesus. There might be books that were early on that aren't on the Well, no, website. I had no. to sit and list had everything. Had list. I listed oh. everything on the website from yeah. bottom to top. And uh, the stuff that wasn't hashtagged, I had to sit and listen to the episodes to, to get the books and the there. authors. So yeah. I was going between yeah. tabs because yep. I didn't know how to spell stuff. Yeah, no, I get there you. Were, I, I corrected a lot of spelling mistakes on in me, there. Me or her? her well, both. the website still has spelling mistakes in it mm. that I noticed when I went back because I was looking Why didn't for you fix the it? episode. Because I had it on a different computer and I didn't have it logged in. Or if you tell, tell me that there's mistakes. I wouldn't oh. know. I can't spell. No, Megan and then, can't well, spell. <laughs> she's a terrible speller i'm bad at spelling and I own it. like i got how many episodes in before i figured out that i was spelling nicole's name wrong so <laughs> then i had to go back in and re- redo how all are of you them spelling it nobody knows how to spell my name and at she's this leaving point, the h out but at this point i have literally confused people so much that they they just literally can't figure out how they're just well, not sure anymore. in the website you're nick yeah on all of them then yeah. i changed everything to nick I went and changed it and corrected it, and then I changed it all to Nick. Just all right. Oh, so my turn. We told, well, did you give Tylen Artist at the end? Uh, no, that okay. was Anxious People by Frederick Backman. Sorry about that. We totally hijacked your. That's okay. We did. We got off topic. <laughs> we do that all the time. It happens around here. All oh. right. So this week I read uh, Illuminae by Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff, and I really liked the cover of this book is what really drew me to it because you so the if you get in hardback the hard back part of the book is like white and it's got black lettering and some stuff's kind of faded out like blocked out like fbi style and then the cover the sleeve the book the dust jacket is has the artwork on it and you can read some of the words through the dust jacket oh cool yeah so 
I've looked at this book a hundred times and I kind of was like, I don't know. It's kind of in an alternative format. I don't know how I feel about it. And then finally I just broke down. I got it because <laughs> I think I might've gotten it at the library book sale. Actually, I can't remember. Um, so I, I picked it up and it is so fun. So the story starts, you're on a planet. We're in the future. I don't remember if it has like a date that is readable or if it's kind of like Star Trek where it's like made up dates where it's like star date, blah, blah, blah. It's so far in the future that they just make, they yeah. just, they started a new they timeline. They started a totally new timeline. <laughs> it's possible. I can't remember. Oh, actually I lied. It's right here. The year is 2575. So that's pretty far in the future. It's pretty far in the future. We'll all be dead by then. Yeah. <laughs> or we'll be like 900 million years old with cry with frozen with disney anyway um isn't disney frozen i don't know somebody's frozen somewhere anyway so we're on a planet <laughs> we're on a planet and um it seems like a fairly normal day the kids are going to school things seem pretty normal and then all of a sudden some like battle cruiser spaceships show up in their atmosphere and start blowing things up and of course then they all start running to evacuation pods and try to get out and they end up finding out that their settlement was actually an illegal settlement. They were like a mining settlement, kind of, would be the best way to kind of describe it. And it was a rival mining company trying to, like, hostile takeover the planet. Oh. And so they get off into the ships, and they end up on two separate ships. And their main ships are wounded in the battle with the other company. And so our two main characters are Katie and Ezra and they used to, they're in high school age and they used to be a couple. They had fairly recently broken up, but they end up on separate ships. Ah. And so they're communicating kind of back and forth on the ship. And we come to find out that there's actually, actually there was a third ship. There was a third ship that had plague victims on it which I was not anticipating when I started this book. So I was like, this just got a little bit real. (laughs) Um, So um, we find out that the other main ship that they're on, that Ezra is on, has like an AI that gets too smart for its own good Mm. and attacks the hospital ship because he's like, we can't let those people come to my ship because then they're going to pass the plague to this ship and so I'm going to take them out and it kind of becomes the story of Katie and her computer friends on the other ship talking to the people on Ezra's ship who have now turned off the AI and are kind of flying blind but the AI is like fighting to get back in control of the ship Hmm. Mm. and so it's, it's a really interesting format like it's not written in a book like where you just kind of read through the pages like there's artwork and then there's lines where it's like the AI is talking and it'll be like a couple of sentences and they'll say like error 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 and then it'll say a couple of sentences and it'll say like it's so it's really kind of a cool format I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it but my I just thoroughly enjoyed the interaction between Katie and her ex-boyfriend and like what's going to happen to them what's going to happen to the ships because they're still trying to outrun the the other company that attacked them because they don't want any survivors to be able to get back uh, to say, yeah, we were illegal first, but then they also are illegal because they attacked us. Huh? So they're like in space at like 
warp one because their ships are so badly damaged trying to outrun the other like dreadnought ship hmm so it's real. it's it was a lot of fun there's three in the series i will definitely be reading them they're on my shelf um the the surreal part is they had a little advertisement that they would hang up in the ship to tell people how to not get the plague and the plague doesn't yes it kills you but like you're you almost become like an evil violent person like you don't turn in zombies yeah you're kind of but like you're coherent <laughs> a zombie with anger problems yes, yes. Anger management you're a issue. zombie with anger issues but like you don't necessarily realize that somebody has the plague because they're still like talking to you and you're they're still like sort of coherent they're just very violent and it can come, become like a mob mentality really quickly. That would be very difficult because it's like, do you have the plague or you just are, got PMS? Are you, <laughs> yes. you have the plague or are you just a dick? Are you just being an asshole? Do you have the plague or do you need a Snickers? <laughs> <laughs> but, that's the cure to the plague in finding drinkers from now. <laughs> but my, my, the ad, that's a cure for 2020. Have a Snickers. Have a Snickers. But my favorite, and I really like, would love these authors to make this a poster because I would legit hang it on the door of my office. It's a little space guy in his spacesuit, and it says, Hey, kids, help Astro Marin Tim win the fight against the space bugs by following these simple rules. Always wear your face mask. Always wash your hands. Always seal doors and bulkheads behind you. If you see someone with the shakes, tell a crew member immediately. And it is like... And it's like, this is a safety announcement brought to you by your friendly, like, medical staff. And I want it full-size poster <laughs> on my door. <laughs> because I stopped reading it. Really would be perfect. Yeah. And it's like, that was, and it just felt so real. And this book's been out for several years. So it's not like it just came out and they just happened to hit, like, the Well, we've always lottery. known that we were going to have to deal with some sort of a pandemic. So yes. it's not a big surprise. But So it no. made my soul. So I was like... I need this i need this in poster form so badly <laughs> and i just really enjoyed it i was i wasn't sure what i was gonna think about it at first just because of the alternative format to it um and it's told you're getting all the information but it's also told from the perspective of that it's after the fact and it's like it's like the case file uh and so like stuff and they made it very i mean it is ya but they even make a point of being like and we made sure to black out all the cuss words for you like they even say it like the people reporting are like we blacked out all the bad words <laughs> so it was it was so fun and it it was also fun because it counts the pages like you know normally you're reading a book it's just like page one you're like how many pages are in this book like you have to like flip to the back to see how long it is this one's like page one of 499 like because it's counting like a case file like. i've actually had books that do that yeah and i thoroughly loved it i liked the characters i thought they were well 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 written well written well, well written well written and katie's kind of like a badass female character too once you get established in her and so you just really cheer for her along the way and there's some you know teenage angst and teenage heartbreak in there too but it was a lot of fun and that was illuminae by amy kaufman and jay Kristoff. Awesome. Awesome. In my mind, it's Marvin the Martian holding up that little. It, it is. He, he, he would be a cute Marvin the Martian. Yeah, it would be cute as Marvin. But I really, I, I 
I really need to get on the interwebs and be like, someone has had to turn this thing into a poster by now. Sort of like me and my Dr. Anarchy t-shirt that I wish I had. Yes. Because I would frame it and legit hang it on my office wall and be like... Do you want me to make it. you a graph gan about that? Oh yes, <laughs> with Marvin the Martian yeah. holding up a sign. I would, I would sit hands. in that all day in my office. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I kind of wanted to pick a different book because you kind of went spacey. I did. I, I stole your space. You kind of did, but but I couldn't find another one because there are so many buddy reads going on right now. <laughs> Just a few. Yeah, and I don't want to review one of those books and those have been my five-star reads oh so Mm -hmm. i I like to try to choose something that i didn't rate too lowly for the podcast unless i really hated it so we can we we can review them like after the buddy read well yeah we can yeah 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 yeah, i was gonna say because i might want to talk that's why i'm waiting to do the sparrow which i will be doing we haven't done the buddy read final on that one so. Oh, okay. But uh, what, the one I chose for this week is called The Prey of Gods by Nikki Drayden. And at first I didn't think I was going to like the book because, well, I can't really explain why. Is it prey like? P-R-E-Y. Like, okay. like eat, pray, love? Like eat, pray, yeah. No. No. Like you are the prey. Ah. The prey of gods. Um, it has a, it's just really mixed. It doesn't know exactly what it wants to be. I didn't give it five stars. I gave it four, but I'm more rounding up a little on it because it was really a good book and the story was so excellent and it had such a great ending. It had so many different facets of the book. There were, I think four, four main characters or, or five. There's a Zulu girl who is basically a god, and she doesn't know it. This takes place in South Africa, by the way. And it's in the future as well. There's a queer teen who has the ability to control minds, a pop diva, and a politician. So you've got so many different things going on in this book that it's hard to kind of nail it down to one thing. Is it bad that I wanted to sing Gilligan's Isle? Oh, after she said shit. That? <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> it is kind of. And, and then add in an AI uprising in there hmm. because you have these robots that are starting to sort of be aware of each other, be aware and aware of each other and communicating with their humans and but it's it's kind of an unusual combination because usually you don't get all-powerful gods combined and we're talking the old-fashioned kind of gods blood and guts and horror type of gods that are Mm going to come and destroy everything so you have that and you have robots and you have a very powerful hallucinogenic drug that basically turns humans into gods or gives them godlike powers, but you never know which power they're going to get. And I looked up and I couldn't find the name of the damn drug anywhere in the reviews, and I can't remember what it was. <laughs> on Amazon? <laughs> were you, were no, you shopping I'm, I'm, for the drug? No, I'm looking for... <laughs> Where can I get one of those godlike drugs? Uh, yeah, I really would <laughs> like it, to have some it, of that. Is it like the blue food of, <laughs> yeah, exactly. of Percy Jackson? Is that on Prime? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet I could get free shipping on that. But anyway, um, yeah, I was going through the Goodreads reviews trying to find the name of the drug because I couldn't remember it. I want to say it was like 
So it's just real. The characters were so strong and so interesting. And the way it was woven together, I found fascinating. Especially because eventually all these characters are going to have a relation to one another. Mm. But it, it was it was an excellent book because it because the strength of the characters is really what pulls the story forward instead of some specific world thing. You know, all of those things are present, but it's the characters that are pulling the story forward. And that's what I liked the most about it. Plus, it has a real, really cool freaking cover. There's this big, huge, tall robot on the cover and this little black girl on the cover. It's just really a powerful image. But I love the book. It's not quite a five-star read for me, but close. I think there were some issues with... That little I don't girl know. is terrifying. Isn't she wonderful? No. Yeah, she's a little goddess, man. Let me look she's at the cover. Is it the same looking. Is it the same cover as the one I'm... Oh, I didn't... I can't see it up close. Yes, she she's is terrifying She's like looking. looking at you like from the top of her eyes. Like, <laughs> she's terrifying looking. And she's kind of got her teeth it's Like out. exorcist. Yeah. yeah. Exorcist look. I mean, she's a cute little girl, but she looks a little satanic. She's well, an evil she, genius. She does find out that she has the powerful power to destroy her entire village and whatnot. I mean, she I, actually accidentally destroys her entire village. So you can kind of see why. I mean, like dang. the little girl on Dirty Jobs that can kill somebody just by saying yes, kitty. kitty. Yes, it's sort of like so, that. And she doesn't know jobs. her. She doesn't know. Oh my her god, pa- that is yeah. evil. <laughs> she doesn't know her power at all. She doesn't realize she has any power, and then she sort of gets taken under the wing of this other powerful goddess that's trying to like steer her towards the evil side. And I don't know. There were just so many different, I think that my biggest problem with it was it didn't pick a lane. There was too much going on in it. And that's the reason I, I kind of wish that there had been more direction. Yeah, I I mean, that it had been even separated out a little bit to Mm -hmm. make it a larger story. So it was like muddled? Well, there's just, there was just a lot to chew on in in the book. It was good, but I I feel like it would have been more powerful if it either had been a longer book or maybe just, I don't know. I did like it, though. Um, That was called The Prey of Gods by Nikki Drayden. It sounds really good, It was though. excellent. It really was good, but like I said, it, it just felt like it needed to pick a lane. There's just mm-hmm. too much going on in it. Great characters, though. I'm terrified of that little girl. I'm going to have nightmares. <laughs> I know, she was pretty terrifying. You see, all can see when I you go to our Instagram t- and you when all you, post the picture of the When book. you read on audio, you miss out on the artwork. Hmm. <laughs> Because the pictures are tiny, and I mm. didn't zoom in on it. I just looked at the picture from a distance, this tiny little thumbnail of this big robot and this tiny oh. little girl. Well, when I read them on my phone, it comes full screen on my phone, the pitch, the cover. But Martha wasn't wearing her glasses. Yeah. Oh, so it looked like a thumbnail to her. <laughs> yeah. Martha doesn't like to wear her glasses. It makes me cross when I have to put them on, so... Like this one, I can't wait to read. Wait to read this one just because of the cover. 
Mercy of the Sky. It's a tornado. I was going to say, oh, read, is that your, one of your October books? It's about the El Reno tornado. It's <gasps> oh. actually a nonfiction about the El Reno tornado. Not the most recent El Reno. Yeah. yeah. The, one, the one in 2013. Oh, wow. no, that's not what I consider the most recent one. Yeah. The Oh, it's not El Reno. I'm sorry. It's more. More. The okay. one that just the destroyed tornado. the schools yes, and everything yes. else. Yeah. Wow. Somebody at a meeting I was at said something about like, oh, you know, when they rebuilt more and like the whole room went, which time? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah they've kind of done it. Five times now. Yeah. 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 That'll probably be a really sad, but really good book. Yeah. Well, I mean, the cover's enough to give me nightmares, so. Well, that is the whole point That's of October. That's the whole point of spooky <laughs> <Yeah>. Halloween. <laughs> We like to scare the crap out of ourselves during Halloween. So anyway, so what? four years. Holy shit. I, I know. know. Four years. That's a long time, y'all. That's a, four years is impressive. I was just thinking, trying to, trying to think of a correlation, you know, something I could put next to it. And I was thinking of kids, of course, you know, because this is like a baby. It grew up. It grew up. It's better than that than your car that you've had for four years. That's like now making rattling noises that you don't know where it's coming from <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and you got to get new tires you have a slow leak on one of your tires and instead of changing it you just go to the free air thing every once in a while and fill it back up <laughs> or you bring your bring your car over to your friend's house and have your friend's husband bolt it so it doesn't yeah. flap in the wind because pieces keep falling off of the car <laughs> Of the said car. I'm concerned about your welfare on the road <laughs> and for those driving around you. Well, I, nothing else has fallen off okay, since. Good. Since uh, he bolted it. Since Ron put a bunch of bolts on it. Okay, good. But I saw another car just like Vonnie's going down the highway the other day. Same problem. Yeah. The sides, side, the front like bumper area flaps at the side, sort of yeah. like when you. Sp- when you put an air hose into a boxer's mouth and their jowls, oh, their jowls go all go. over. Yeah, that's what Vonnie's car does. Because like the, the plastic, like, what do you call it? Like It's not aerodynamic. No. 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 And the <laughs> air, the wind catches it, especially in Oklahoma where, where we have so much wind. wind yeah. Yeah. And it pulls and off jowls the jowls <laughs> And then your jowls stop flapping. When, <laughs> one time I actually had to pull over because my ass end was flapping so bad. That it was like slowing like, me down in the car. I'm just envisioning the cars characters in the Disney movie. Like that's all I'm seeing. Yes. That's all I'm seeing. My ass flap was Oh God. Was off and I you had turn. to I had to pull over on highway four and snap my ass back in <laughs> snap my your car. ass flap back in place. yeah my oh ass my I had to snap my ass flap back oh jesus <sighs> yeah i hate car shopping yeah car yeah. shopping does suck it i does. hope i don't have to do it again for a while i'm going to have to do it again before too long but i'm not looking forward to mm. it if i ever have to get a new car i'm gonna be really sad but i'm gonna get the same one what kind of car <laughs> do you have what do you have a buick lacrosse she's uh, she okay. got her grandma's car yeah and i remember i remember awesome. when you got that car so i just she's got a grandma car travis calls me an old lady but you know what my car can <laughs> race the grid out of his like i will race all of y'all and grandma cars are awesome i need a grandma car i got leather seat heated seat like it is amazing but you know what i'm gonna get another like if i ever get another car it's gonna be a buick 
because I've had Fords. How old are you, Saturns. Nicole? Are you like 50? Martha, come drive my 65. car. 65. It is legit amazing. <laughs> Buick's been working hard to appeal to like the younger And I have an crowd. old one. Like mine's a 2012. Her, hers is a grandma car. So come on. It is a grandma, but if I actually had the new one, it would be smoking hot and like have way more <laughs> accessories than what I got right now. I like their SUVs but, that they have. Mm-hmm. I see those yeah. on the road. So my dad think, fell in love with... that Buick should pay us for this spot. Well, they can pay me with a new car. <laughs> but we my dad car. literally loved my car so much that he went and bought himself a Buick Enclave, which is the SUV, uh-huh. and it is so amazing, Martha. Like it has well leather seats, heated seats, cooled seats, like all of oh, the accessories. Mine doesn't have cooled seats. Sunroof, I'd love some cool seats. Sunroof, and then the, in the back, it it does a thing where you can have three rows of seats. But if you don't want the three rows and you need to be able to put like your groceries in the very back, there's just a button you press that folds the seats back down for you well, so you don't like have to take it out yeah it no. literally has buttons fancy. for like everything and i'm fancy. like my dream my dream your dad if you loved my car so much take this one and i'll take your new one <laughs> daddy buick's come a long way mm-hmm. they are like yeah. for real you should go drive one if you're thinking about it but the only problem is they're so expensive that's my i don't, I don't know if i'll ever be able to afford an actual new one my very first car was let me see it was a like 71 Buick something limited. It was mm-hmm. huge. Oh, I bet it was Freaking like a lead sled. Huge ass. A lead sled? <laughs> it was. It was a lead sled. you never heard that before. But that thing had oh. electric. And this was like a 71. So how rare was this? It had you electric seats. You just liked it because it had a big back seat. I like it big in the back. Brown chicken bird. <laughs> <laughs> it had electric seats. It had like to move the seats up and down. That was even electric. That was fancy mm-hmm. for then. And I shit, for way back when, way back in the dark <laughs> ages. Okay, that was the first car that I had when I was like twenty, and that's the fanciest car I have ever owned in my life. Yeah. <laughs> well, and is, we bought yeah. it for fifty bucks off of my <laughs> ex-husband's grandmother. Oh my god, <laughs> my another grandma like, car. <laughs> yeah, we're seeing a pattern that, here. That thing was awesome. They are like, I mean, my grandma had a Buick too. It's it's not as heavy it's a as a lead sled, just like Megan yep. was saying. Well, but I mean, you know what? Heavy gonna survive is, longer in a car accident. Me or you? Me. That and it's heavy like is got good. real metal in it. Like it has like they well, they're not. You might just, survive, but the person that hits you ain't surviving. Yeah, that's their fault. Go get a Buick and we'll be an equal on equal ground. <laughs> when you're driving in the winter weather, it's it's better when it's heavier yeah. too because yeah. like my cobalt that I had Jesus, was that thing was a tin can. Oh on my wheels. god, it was so light you and could so pick that up. Like when I would drive and there were like ruts in the road, mm-hmm. I would just bounce all oh, over the yeah. place. Well, my Fiesta was the same way. And I just remember like how much yeah, it, just getting on the highway that. was dangerous because I couldn't speed up fast enough. Like it was literally yeah. so messed up. You can't speed up high, uh, fast enough to be safe. Are your hamsters running fast enough to get on the highway? <laughs> Mike yeah. Cobalt, if you had more than two people in that car, you seriously had to... You almost had to put your feet through the ground and run like the Fred Flintstone. It really was a Flintstones car. (laughs) But let me tell you about my Cobalt. My Cobalt freaking lasted for... I sold that car for $500. It had 260,000 miles on it. Damn. And it was still running when I sold it. There was one time that I got into some um, flood water that I probably shouldn't have drove into. I swear to God. Turn around, don't drown. I swear to God, my cobalt just like, you know, (laughs) pulled out the flippers and started swimming. (laughs) 
Do not try this at home. Folks. It was like the Robin of the Batman cars. <laughs> oh, it was Robin. It's like I, I'm coming, Batman. <laughs> I think on that note, that's gonna do it for Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.